best and the best way. That's why I play the game. To be the best, you have to win. And that's what drives me. We ready. We ready. We ready. For another episode of Hidden Takes, Jay. It's episode 10, man. It just feels like it's getting more and more. And, and it makes sense because we we about more than halfway through the season. All-star break coming up. But today's a very special episode for those of our folks on uh, listening, all our fans listening on podcasts, wherever you're getting this, YouTube, Apple Podcasts. And that's a special day because my brother, John, John, is 23 today in his Jordan year, as I would call it, man. Happy birthday, brother. Um, been talking about this day for a long way. I know you're not a huge birthday guy, but but what's up, man? How you feeling, bro? You feeling any older, Jay? Man, I'm feeling good, Jay. My back hurting a little bit, Jay, so I'm feeling a little old, Jay. Carrying the squad, bro. <laughs> man, Jay, Carrying man. Yeah, like how you said, but it's my Jordan year. I'm turning to 23 today, and I wouldn't want to spend it with nobody else, brother, but you and all the fans, man. So I'm more than happy to be here, man. And like how we always say, I just love to talk hoop with you, brother, for real. So I appreciate you even even, even giving me a shout out for that, brother. Nah, always, brother. Always, brother. And I'm happy to hear that, man. Happy to talk ball with you on your on your day too man um but but let's but further or less let's just get right into it as as we always do here man so first order of business on this hidden takes is we always dive into some, some quick news quick updates on the league um first order of business and biggest news lonzo ball um guard for the for the chicago bulls is set to miss six to eight weeks um the garden has not played since january 13th due to a left knee injury that requires arthroscopic knee surgery. So what the, what's Jay, so real quick, you know, I'm reading up on this and what it kind of means. So originally they, the bulls are kind of seeing what the route was, what kind of route they wanted to take. And they kind of opt with the more kind of long-term approach and safe approach and getting the surgery where they, there was possible there's a chance that he might've been able to avoid it, avoid getting surgery, but they ultimately went with it at the end of the day. And, Man, Jay, this is a huge loss for the Bulls, bro. How, how are you feeling about this? I know you had them as contenders. I didn't. But how are you feeling about this, man? Huge, Jay. Huge. This is a huge loss. And first thing that comes to mind, honestly, was that you you called this. You know, a couple episodes ago, you said, look at the championship window. When you have a chance, you got to go for it. And then, and we even went back and forth a little bit. You said you need to trade Patrick Williams for whoever you it takes to be that to reach that championship window which they're in and I was like no you know let let Patrick Williams go let it let it go long term and honestly Jay ultimately I was wrong man you're right because at this point the Bulls like their championship window is gone like it's gone like no Lonzo ball no getting no getting deep in the playoffs so honestly I mean we were talking a little bit off camera uh, before we started but the Bulls need to be so aggressive in this in this trade deadline and they need to be looking to ship Anybody besides DeMar, Zach, and Vooch, like everybody else can go to get a championship caliber player, man, because I wouldn't say Lonzo is like a championship caliber point guard, but he's a good player that can play defense and can push the pace and can be a good scorer at times, man. So that was just a huge loss for the Bulls and honestly, just a huge like gut wrencher, man, for all all, all the Bulls fans. Garrett, I know he's feeling it out there, man. <laughs> yeah, no, Garrett, who we just had on your show. On our on our last weekly uh, recap, week thirteen recap, I know he's feeling it for sure, man. Seems like as of late, the Bulls just can't catch a break, man. And it happens with a lot of teams. And ex- you're exactly right. I did talk about the championship window. Just adds to that to the case in point, man. Unfortunately, 
Um, when you got guys in the prime, you know, DeMar's in his prime. Zach Levine's like right in his prime. I'd see even DeMar's at the kind of the end of his prime, if anything. Um, and then Lonzo, obviously, in the prime or coming into the best basketball that he's played in his career. So I'm fortunate to see like a guy like that go down. But definitely when you look at the standings of Bulls um, here on, on January, uh, January 20th, they're sitting at in the first seed, 28 and 15, um, with, with Miami right there, um, only uh, about one game back. And then the standings there at 29 and 16. And then you got Brooklyn with 28 and 16. Um, and then you got Milwaukee right behind them in the fourth seat at 28 and, ni- 28 and 19. Um, and I just see that the I don't see the Bulls being able to stay in this. We've seen the Bulls, uh, Io Don Sumno, come in recently, um, the rookie, and play some good basketball. I just don't see that sticking up. He's shooting like something like 70 or 80 percent. That's unsustainable. Um, you, they just got Alex Caruso back. But I don't think those guys also with the fact that you add in Zach Levine and his concern with his knee injury as well. Um, I, I really don't see the Bulls staying afloat there. The one I see the Miami Heat. With Kyle Lowry obviously out with personal issues, but Bam recently back in the lineup playing great basketball. I know because I got him on my fantasy squad with a huge performance last night with a double-double, adding in some steals and blocks. We know what he brings to the floor. I don't know about the the Nets, um, Jay. I I don't see them kind of creeping up, especially with KD. It's ultimately up to James Harden and Kyrie uh, on away games, I guess, and then the Bucks. But I can see the Bucks right now in the heat kind of pushing up to the one, two kind of respectively, whatever order it is um, right now, only two games back um, the bucks. And then the heat are literally tied for first right now with, with the bulls. Um, I think the bulls have just played less games or more games, just looking at this schedule, but that's just how I'm feeling. Quick rundown of, of how I see the East shaking out. After quick, this. Quick, quick question though, Jay, you know, I, uh, like with, with these, this devastating news of Lonzo, like how, how far do you see the bulls dropping? Like, do you see him dropping below the, the, the third, third seed, which is the currently the Brooklyn Nets? Do you see him dropping out of the top five or like, where, where do you think the bulls end up finishing with now with this? I mean, he's out six to eight weeks. So if we're, we're looking at this best case scenario, best case, scenario he's back about mid-march so mid-march um Mm -hmm. to to to, you know late march that's the that's six weeks right there and i don't i see them being kind of in the the sixth seed fifth seed i think them dropping back i can see even like philly pushing back so i think kind of the fourth or fifth seed is realistic um especially you see all the way to the sixth seed cleveland's only two and a half games back from mm-hmm. the first seed right now which is crazy which, which is crazy so you could even see a team like charlotte sneaking in i mean it's really too hard to tell right now but i see them kind of realistically with the fourth fifth seed because I, I see demar um demar and zach levine when he gets healthy keeping them afloat because i think they're definitely ca- good enough caliber i wouldn't be even surprised if they're able to stay afloat in, in the in the top three seed man but definitely from the three to four uh, kind of range, maybe even five, but it's so stacked up and so bunched up there with those top six seeds and, and the East, man. But that, that's right now. How are you feeling about it, Jay? 
Yeah, I'm 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 right there with you. I think I think ultimately because you no, know, really one through six is like bunched up within two uh two, two to two and a half games. I think they're gonna end up falling to around like that uh that fifth seed that, that fifth seed spot. But it's just crazy, Jake. Because like man, like the Bulls season has been so such a roller coaster. Like it started really so has. high, they started playing so good, and then and then they had a little bit of a downfall. They lost a lot of players uh due to you know COVID. They had were getting games canceled. Now they they reclaimed this number one seed, and now they're just dropping down man so that that's just crazy man so wow prayers up for Lonzo prayers up for all the Bulls fans because it might be over for them Jay yeah no I mean worst case and or I guess best case you get Lonzo back you get him healthy for for the playoffs and for that playoff push and that's really what you want uh for the Bulls but I really think they gotta add another piece um like I've been saying a Jeremy Grant whatever guys on the block um a Miles Turner they could be even interested in him but anything you could get right now to keep you afloat and even potentially when you get Lonzo, there's still a chance you can make a run. Um, let's not even count that out. Um, I, I don't see it, but if you really want to make a push, maximize that championship window, then you got to do it if you're the Bulls. Um, but let's move on to the for the, to the next um, kind of topic, Jay. And, and that's kind of the scores uh, of last night, man. But one one score in particular and one game in particular is your Los Angeles Lakers losing 111 to 104 to the Indiana Pacers without obviously Miles Turner, man, a big game from, from Demondis Sabonis with 20, a double, double 20 and 10, um, sorry, 20 and 12 with a 10 assist, man. But that's not even the story of that game with one one minute left in that game. We saw Frank Vogel go with the decision. Your guy, Frank, <laughs> um, beloved by Laker nation, for those of you who don't know, I'm being sarcastic because this yeah. guy's under a lot of a lot of heat right now, right. man. And for for a lot of the right reasons, man, he, he's been have some questionable rotations, even from a basketball outsider, not even a Laker fan. You can see that. But the topic of discussion last night, man, and what I want to bring up, Russell Westbrook, Brooks, excuse me, <laughs> benched last night with one minute to go. Frank Vogel saying um, the Lakers staining that management has given the clearance to play Russell Westbrook however they want, man. However they want, however he wants to proceed, and there's no um, clear indication that they're looking to move get rid of Frank Vogel at this point, man. Are you buying it? How what's the situation? How are you feeling about that situation? What went down last night, man? Because that's huge news. I thought I was asking for that a while back, um, a few episodes ago, asking for Russell Westbrook to be benched, man. Um, and it finally came to fruition last night at the end of the game. So, so when I when I first heard that news, Jay, the first thing I think of was, wait, why why did management just give the clearance now? Like he should have had clearance to bench him if if he wasn't playing well in the beginning of the season. Like Fact. you shouldn't, it, there shouldn't be no clearance. Like oh, now you can bench him. Like no, I'm gonna bench you based on how you're playing. And he has not been playing well. All season, all season has been bad. Russell Westbrick, and honestly, I mean, uh, as a as a Lakers fan, and honestly, just as a, a, a NBA watcher, man, I just 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 bench him. He can't play. He's not playing right now. He's taking the he's taking the ball away from LeBron. He's taking the minutes away from LeBron. He's taking uh, 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 he has in terrible percentages every every game. He has a lot of turnovers. His he's not a, he's not very efficient, man. Just the man doesn't deserve to be playing. I get it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying nothing about the pass of Russell Westbrook. The pass of Russell Westbrook, bro. He's a he, he's a, a league MVP. He's he, he's gonna go down as a Hall of Famer in my opinion for the for the things that he did with these triple doubles. But it, it's the back end of his career. 
It's the back end of his career. Mm-hmm. When he was good is when he was extremely explosive, blowing by everybody. Nobody was able to even keep up with him. But it's, it's just not there anymore. It's just, just a different Russell Westbrook, and he's trying to play with that same type of mentality, that same type of game, and he's older, and it's just not working. And I think that this move was long, long overdue for to, to bench Russell Westbrook. Should have been coming off the bench, in, in, in my opinion, uh, since since the beginning of the season, man, and then just you know, I, I'll talk about this a little bit more when uh, when when I talk about this uh, the Lakers versus Jazz game. But I just want to uh, highlight that the Lakers came back in that game when Russell Westbrook was benched. So mm-hmm. that's just you know just something for people just for people to notice, dog. Because I don't think that the Lakers are going to really be better off Russell Westbrook. And at this point, like I'm not saying buyout, but like <laughs> I mean, <laughs> look. Look, look somewhere near that direction, man, because we talked about it. I don't think no team, no other 29 teams in the NBA are going to take Russell Westbrook on that contract. Nah, I mean, I, I just, I, I agree. I mean, there's no, there's no team in the NBA who wants that contract, wants the brand of basketball that he's been playing. So uh, that's, that's, that's really, that's really what it is, man. Um, unfortunately for them. Um, but let's, let, let's move on to the next order of business. And, it's kind of it's kind of odd that this is happening right around the trade deadline and right around um, what's going on for for the Pacers, man. Obviously, they got the big road win last night over the Lakers, man. But that's not even the story of that game. Um, <clears throat> so for for the Lakers, their star and who I just mentioned, Demonis Sabonis, came down with that uh, in that game with a serious what they're calling a serious um, ankle sprain. Um, and and um, post game, Rick Carlisle said um, that he he's expected and has an ankle sprain and is probably going to miss significant time, man. So Sabonis appeared to hurt his left ankle with just under five minutes to play. He rolled his ankle when he landed on Russell Westbrook's foot while grabbing a rebound. Sabonis was able to play in the game despite the injury and recorded a triple double. The injury comes at a different, difficult time for the Pacers. Indiana is already without Miles Turner, like I just said, man. So he will, he won't be reevaluated for two weeks and has no timeable return. So Jay, this is a huge loss, especially for a team uh, and a player who's in a lot of trade talks right now. So Jay, how you how you feeling about this news on the injury front with a team who already has a trade valuable trade piece uh, in Miles Turner? out and then you got Demonis Sabonis out um what, what's that what are you feeling about this I, I mean I, I mean for, for for the Pacers like winning chances I mean that would that shit was already out the window like they like they weren't gonna win but I mean to lose their literally one and two biggest trading pieces is probably gonna be the worst news that they've gotten all season honestly to be real with you I don't know why uh the Pacers uh unless they were bluffing in the beginning of the season when they said oh we're like we're looking to rebuild unless unless they were bluffing I don't know why the Pacers didn't just already sit these guys like right. as, as soon as as soon as they realize okay like our, we're gonna rebuild like Andre Drummond exactly just right. sit him just say okay well mm-hmm. uh, you know he uh, uh, um uh, management uh, um injury management or this or that or or whatever you want to call it man like uh mm-hmm. um that, that thing that could that Kawhi Leonard used to do I'm 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 blanking on the name right now um load management load, load management. management exactly yeah. load management do that do whatever it takes yeah because now you're not doing that yes great great job uh Sabonis got a triple double last night and he's been doing his thing but now you might have just lost your 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 key piece for the future because now Sabonis mm-hmm. is coming down with this serious injury man so honestly this right. is this is just like 
the 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 worst is getting worse for the Pacers, man. So I just feel yeah. bad for them at this point. No, I mean I agree, man. It's it's an unfortunate situation. Um, <clears throat> And, and yeah, I I think the the situation is you gotta you if you want to bench the guys you bench them. Um, if you if you're if you're serious about doing the trades, man, then do the trades, get them out of there before you're you're risking um, the injury. And that's exactly what happened, man. They got injured. So uh, let's let's keep it pushing, man. Um, to the to the next order of business here, Jay. And that is, you know, you kind of already talked about it. We kind of talked about it briefly. Um, but that's that's what what do you think about Frank Vogel and his kind of how he's moving in L.A.? Like, is he going to be there for the future? Um, what, what's what's your what's the temperature on that? So so, I mean, honestly, to be, I mean, to, to be real, man, I don't think that I, I don't think he's the right coach to be there. But who is like who, like what options are out there? Right. I definitely like I, I definitely like Lionel Hollins, but then he ended up getting he ended up getting picked up by the uh by the uh, by the kings you know getting getting picked up by the kings so then that so then that that went out the window but i mean at this point i don't think frank fogel is the right coach because of these terrible and questionable lineups i don't think to be real dude he's been the right coach since the 2020 championship since that bubble championship i don't think that that had much to do with frank fogel i don't think we were that the lakers were like winning because of these great lineups and great um, and great plays that he was running out there. I think it was simply on the strength of LeBron and AD just being extremely dominant and just kind of like running that two man game. But to be real with you, Jay, I don't think he's the right, I don't think he's the right fit for the Lakers. I think the Lakers need to seriously, seriously be looking in that coaching's market, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm more of a, you know, we're more of a player's guy. You know what I'm saying? I know, I know all, all players in the NBA, but I don't know all coaches in the NBA. So I'm not going to sit here and lie and say that, you know, this, this guy, that guy, because I just, I just don't know, man, but the Lakers need the Lakers. They, they need to know, and they need to get on and figure out something better than Frank Fogel, man, because it's, this is just not working. It's, it hasn't been working since 2020. Facts for me, Frank Vogel, I feel like has been, and I've been saying this from when they were in the bubble and how he coached that team and all the depth that they had on that team the JaVale McGee's, the Alice Caruso's, even THT, a young THT on that roster. Um, they had Dwight Howard. They had all these guys, all these pieces to work with. And he had a lot of depth and he used that depth um, greatly in the bubble. Um, that was one of the best coaching jobs I've, we've seen in a while, man. But it seems like then, since the bench has gotten more and more depleted, um, since then, we saw a little bit about last year. Obviously, LeBron had his uh, bad ankle injuries, high, high, high ankle sprain. Uh, AD got injured as well. Um, he didn't make adjustments throughout that players playoff run. Um, he didn't have a lot of pieces to make in the regular season after both of those guys went down. And then we push foot past push forward to this year. He's doing the same thing. It's like he's still living in the past where he's got he thinks he has that depth when, man, you don't like you got to make you got to cut the bench. You got to play less guys, man. And he still thinks that he can play Trevor Ariza's. He can start Avery Bradley. It's like, man, what are you doing? These guys man. are way past the prime. Just because you sign him doesn't mean you got to start him over Malik Monk, who's been playing great basketball and has great chemistry with LeBron, man. So you be, that's been working for you. Why go away from that? So I really don't know what this guy doing. Definitely on the hot seat, despite what management says on all this. I'm just not buying into it right now. But speaking of that, man, and we talk about depth. We talk about teams need to make a move. I mentioned earlier, Jay, the trade deadline is officially three weeks away, man. For you, I want two teams in the East and West um, that need to make a move. Who are those for you? 
Okay, for the, for the bull uh, for the East is definitely the Bulls, man. They need to be looking to capitalize on that championship on that championship window, and then uh, another another team another team for the for the Eastern Conference. I know it's gonna sound crazy, but I'm gonna say the 76ers, man. And I'm not I'm not talking about just just the Ben Simmons. No, I'm talking about get get somebody in there to help Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid, uh, as of late, has been playing ridiculous like mvp level type type of performance and not only do i think it's not sustainable because we know joel Embiid, he goes down with injuries but i think he needs somebody else to take the load off him a little bit more and 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 those two moves could the bulls if they make the right move that could seriously land uh make them into a contender or sustain them until that top spot in the 76ers that can not only uh, keep them in a championship window, but I could also keep Joel Embiid happy because how many years is Joel Embiid going to put up with this, with this, uh, with this drama and with this, all this going on, man. So for the East, I'm going to go with the Bulls and the 76ers. And then for the West, I'm, I'm definitely going to go with the, uh, the, I'm going to go with the, Mm, man, I want to say Lakers, but I mean, who are they going to move, man? Like, that's just the thing. Say, yeah, yeah. No, I was, I would say Lakers, man. No, in the in the in the West, I got the Lakers, man. Um, we we just we, the trouble is, like you said, and I know why you're hesitant. We don't know what move there is to make for the Lakers, but it's clear it's got to be them. So we're not management, Jay. Management's <laughs> got to figure out figure that out and make a move. And it's clear to the Lakers in the West. So no need to even hesitate on that because it's clearly them. And then push it to the East. You're right about the Sixers. I'm agree that that um, Sixers, Ben Simmons has been an issue since the beginning of the season. Um, the fact that they're Daryl Morey is bluffing and saying that he wants to hold off. He could hold off four years before he trades him for the, for the valuable piece. <laughs> Man, stop that. I think you got to uh, Joel Embiid. We saw what he did last night, 50-piece and, and putting up ridiculous numbers, man. Clearly, they need to add someone, even if it's more um, – he, he, they're not getting a star. You can add a piece. Um, you can add some uh, – Indiana had a, threw a great offer at them. Actually, no, it was Detroit who threw a great offer at them. It was Kelly Olynyk, some picks, a first-round pick. You know if Detroit sends you a first-round pick, that's going to be a top-five pick unless <laughs> it's protective, man. I, it definitely takes something like that, and you get – some pieces around them. I don't even know if you need um, a star. You can take a Jeremy Grant, you can take a Kelly Olenek and another um, kind of role player. And I think you'd be fine. Um, and you'd still be in a better position than you were without a Ben Simmons not playing. Um, and then I think Boston is the other team who yeah. needs to make, make a, make a move. And then another team in the West, I would say is the trailblazers, man. We've seen that they're stuck in the mud with that combo of Dame and, and CJ Dame, probably most likely in my opinion, uh, smartly, he should probably sit out the rest of the season because I don't see the, uh, the Trailblazers just making any noise right now. And we've seen the emergence of Anthony uh, uh, Simons, man, playing great basketball and looking like, man, he could be the future there in, in Portland. And CJ's back, but, but I think they should just move him and try to see what they can get, bring in some young pieces, get some picks. I don't know, but Portland's got to shake it up there because it, it's just really not working, man. And, but, uh, and Jay, real quick, how do, you, how do you feel about the Mavs? Do you, do you think the Mavs are one of those teams that urgently need to be, need to be looking to make a move? I, I, I could see the Mavs benefiting from a move. Um, I, I just I don't see them as a contender there um, right okay. now with the current current roster they got. But I, I would definitely see that. And then another team honorable mention, I'll call it, is Utah. I just think um, I think that Utah with the backcourt that they got, you know, playing undersized, 
um, with, with Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell. I think Joe Ingles and, and Royce O'Neal, and I even looked at why I'm saying this and now right now is because I look at that, um, that Los Angeles, that Lakers loss. And I think that's a pretty bad loss because, you know, you have, you have pretty much full strength roster. Um, and, and you see, you saw that the Lakers were able to, for the most part, beat you with LeBron playing at that five. Um, and, and that's cool. If you want to do that, I still think you definitely have to have Rudy Gobert and try your best to have him on the floor, but you can't be winning. If Joe Ingles is getting cooked, virtually unplayable, in my opinion, Royce O'Neal, we've seen his lack of athleticism and Jordan Clarkson has just been God awful. Oh God awful. I mean, he's been terrible, man. So if you have those guys playing that awful and you're not getting that production from your wings, I think they just need to make a move. Like Rudy Gay was not the guy that they needed. We everyone thought, including myself, thought Rudy Gay was man that that great signing. He's going to be the addition that the Utah Jazz needed. And we clearly seen that Rudy Gay. Unfortunately, like with all due respect, dude is washed. So I mean, you need to make a move to get an athletic, get athletic wing who can guard um, on the perimeter for for the Jazz. And give Rudy Gobert some help, man, because he's he's just getting cooked. He's his guys are getting cooked and putting him in uncomfortable situations. And you have already have an undersized um, backcourt with Donovan Mitchell and uh, Mike Conley. So I think Utah needs to be making a move because it's clear right now with the roster they got, they're not going anywhere. They're just going to underachieve and uh, filter out and falter out like they did last playoffs. That's the direction like it's looking like it's going for the Utah Jazz. So I think they need to make a move. Um, <clears throat> Let's keep it pushing, Jay, and let's talk about this all-star returns, man. <laughs> um, obviously, your guy, LBJ, took over as a leading front court getter. Uh, sorry, the leading vote getter in the front court in the West uh, with Steph Curry follow, uh, on the second with, uh, with six mil. That's so many people voting. But, That's a lot. Um, let's talk about the, what we got rankings in the front court. I don't know if you got it pulled up, too, right now. Um, we got the the <clears throat> we got LeBron first right now um, in the West in the front court. Nikola Jokic at uh, at second, and then we got third. We got Andrew Wiggins yeah, for the yeah. Golden State Warriors. You know you I'm happy it, to see Jay. him up there, man. You called it, and and I, I think it's warranted, man. I think it's it's uh, he, he deserves to be up there. Now, will he get in? That's a different question. I think he's deserving. Others may not, but. If he continues to stay this high up on the um, on the on the votings, and we look who's under him, Paul George won't be playing in it. Anthony Davis, doubt he'll be playing in it. Draymond, doubt he'll be playing in the All Star game at this point with his calf injury. Carmelo, I don't see him beating out um, Andrew Wiggins and Cat right now um, with that voting discrepancy. Don't see him beating out um, Wiggins. So by default and by fan votes right now. Looking like a Wiggs is going to be a starter, man, which is if you told me before the start of the season, I did not think that, man, that's crazy. Um, so so good to see there, man. But then on in the guards, um, we got Steph and and John Morant um, first and second there. Uh, I think that was my predictions and what our predictions we had those two as the backcourt. So no surprise there. Luca third there and then Clay <laughs> and fourth. <laughs> a lot of love from from the dub fans. Um, and Devin Booker, which is surprising that Clay's above him, but you know, I guess I guess Dub Nation's just showing out and voting right now. Um, but let's push it to the East Eastern Conference. We got KD and first there in the front court. 
Giannis um, in the second, and then Joel Embiid third. Really no surprise there with that top three. Um, Jason Tatum and Jimmy Butler um, rounding out the top five there. I think all four of those guys, or sorry, all five of those guys are going to get in. Um, and then Jared Allen, six, going to see, I see him getting in as well. Uh, push it to the to the guards in the, in the east. You got DeMar at first, um, Trey Young second in votes, Zach Levine in third, and then James Harden in fourth. All four of those guys, again, um, I see getting in. You know, there was a question of, of James Harden, and we kind of were like going back and forth. Would he get in? Would he not? Now I see him getting in, man. He's, he's put together, you know, enough. Despite his inefficiencies, he's kind of keeping Brooklyn afloat there and he's been playing some okay basketball. But the real kind of question, Jay, is, is LaMelo, who's sitting at five right now, Kyrie Irving at six, and then Fred Van Bleet, who I believe should be a lock right now, especially on the run that he went on in the past couple of weeks, past three weeks, the basketball he's been playing, keeping the, the um, Raptors at kind of like 500, above 500, I believe they are right now. Maybe they're a little lower with the loss that they just had um, this last night but against Dallas, but Despite that, man, who do you see? Because I think only between James, LaMelo, Kyrie, and Fred Van Vliet, I think only really two of them are getting in. But what two are you taking out of those four? I mean, if, if we're, I'm, I'm personally taking James Harden and Fred Van Vliet, man. I definitely just just Same. don't like want Kyrie Irving like now nah, I'm not even trying to hate on Kyrie Irving but I mean he causes drama dog like he's not playing like he just just did just did a whole sh- sh- like fucking thing that just wasn't necessary I didn't mm-hmm. like that Lamel- I don't I generally don't think LaMelo has been has been out playing James Harden nor Fred Van Vliet man so I'm I'm, I'm right there what about you you got the same Jay yeah I got those two <laughs> Freddie All-Star and uh and my guy um, James Harden, man, not my guy, but uh, the beard, the beard, <laughs> the beard. The beard uh, he's been playing enough basketball, and we, we see Brooklyn definitely needs a rep- representative. KD's not going to be in there, which makes me kind of think, man, there could be a chance that Kyrie gets in if if Brooklyn gets two. But James Harden for sure is a lock. Um, actually, now that I think about it, yeah, he's definitely a lock now that KD's uh, not going to be representing the Nets. Uh, they're going to have a representative there and hard is for sure a lot uh, because of that. And then Jay, just, already. just, just real quick. I just want to throw something out there, man, for these West guards, like for the, fan, like for the fans, like guys, like let's vote based on performance, not popularity contests. Why is Russell Westbrook in the top six for like all-star? Like, come on dog. Like, and, and, yeah. I, and, and even, even, you know, shout out junior. Cause junior sent me this text. It was like the, the, the Lakers nation. Like they had like tweeted out, like retweet for Russell Westbrook, like uh, uh, to be voted in. And I'm like, how do you even have the audacity to do that dog? Like, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, come on guys. Like let's, let's bet. Let's vote based on performance, not a popularity contest. No way. Chris Paul is behind Russell Westbrook. No way Donovan That's Mitchell sad. is behind Russell Westbrook. No way, in my opinion, Anthony Edwards is behind Russell Westbrook. So come on, guys. I just wanted to throw it out there, Jay. I just, yeah. That's a problem I have. No, that definitely a warranted call out, man. <laughs> what, what are we doing here? Like, <laughs> What are we doing here, we got a, we got a Lakers nation himself saying Westbrook. I mean, any, ba- any basketball yeah, I mean, fan real. knows that Westbrook hasn't been playing great basketball. He's playing piss poor basketball, man. So um, no way. I, I, it's, it's baffling, man. But do what you want, man. I guess I guess it's your vote. I guess it's your vote, right? So, um, but yeah, no, just that's our news for today, man. We will keep that that short, love. 
let's move on to the games um, or games recaps, man. I'll let you kick this one off, man. Um, first, but first, before we do that, man, I'm, I'm going to highlight two games because I know we're not going to be talking about them um, and just two performances from from two of these games. And, and those are two, in my opinion, I don't know if you, you have this same feeling, the MVP frontrunners, and that's from Nikola Jokic, um, the reigning MVP, the reigning league MVP, and Joel Embiid, who I talked about earlier on this episode, and we, we both talked about earlier in the Sixers, man. So the Sixers pulled away, uh, pulled up, pulled off the 123, uh, 110 win against the Orlando Magic, that great basketball team, the Magic, man. <laughs> um, and we saw, we saw a little bit of giving and taking, man of uh, Mo Bamba with a career-high 32 points, four rebounds, two assists, man, putting in work. And then Joel saw that, and he's like, no, no, no. I'm going to go to work and, and put silence all this, man. I'm not letting you win this matchup. And that's exactly what Joel MVP Embiid um, did, man. And he put it together as 50-piece with 12 rebounds, two assists, man. Didn't even need to assist because he almost had half – um, the points for the for the Sixers, man. So, Jay, huge performance from him. Um, playing, playing, putting up MVP numbers, MVP performances, keeping them um, eight games above 500 right now. Just had to to shoot, shoot out that that performance. And then you push it forward to the Nuggets um, with some questionable calls late in this one. Um, I was able to catch a little bit of the end of this, man. But the Nuggets with the 130, 128 win over the uh, over the. The, the Clippers, man, and whoa, whoa, whoa. I know you were loving this performance from the Joker, oh, yeah. bro. The Joker with 49 points, 14 rebounds, and 10 assists, doing numbers for Jay's uh, fantasy team, but just numbers for the Nuggets, man. This guy's doing it all. Um, I still – still I'll still say this, man. This dude is underrated. For, for all the love and praise that he got from being the MVP, I still think it's not enough for what he's doing right now got the Nuggets five games uh, – sorry, excuse me, three games over 500 right now without Jamal Murray and without um, Michael Porter Jr., man. Enough doesn't get said about what the Joker's doing, just godlike numbers right now. Um, so just had to shoot out, shout out those uh, performances, man. But, Jay, what game you got, man, um, from, from, the, from this week? doesn't have to be last night's. Um, it could be from the day before or Monday. What you yeah, got for week 14. I, I got uh for, for week 14, I got I got a game from from January 18th. And that was that was, that was the Lakers versus Jazz game. You know, I said I talk about that a little a little bit. Uh and then what we saw before this game, LeBron come out and apologize to Lakers Nation for them that they haven't been playing well. And then Lakers came out and and and, and had a good performance, man. You know, and I, I even I called it on the last episode. I was like, man, I think the La- I think the Lakers are gonna I, I, I said the Lakers were going to lose, I thought, because Rudy was going to play. Uh, but, but, but in fact, the Lakers actually, uh, they actually had a, had, a, had a great game, man. Uh, what they, what the, the first thing I noticed was the Lakers really combated, uh, combated Rudy Gobert's height by just going small. They, would, they went small all, all, all game. And Lakers definitely got killed on a lot of uh, Rudy Gobert's pick and rolls. But Rudy Gobert was just not simply just simply not able to keep up with these guards in the in the in the in the, in the perimeter on the other end, man. And then you know in the in the second quarter, the Lakers really kind of took control of this game by only allowing twenty points and re- really being t- taking care of the ball, only having one turnover. And then just I mean, I I know we've been shit on Russell Westbrook, Jay, but I just the only only one the only one highlight I want to give to him is that dunk he had over Russell Westbrook. I'm not gonna lie, that dunk was ferocious. Like he came down a lane, like I didn't even expect that. I was like, oh shit. 
shit like out of nowhere. That was crazy. But 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 and then after the, you know after the second quarter in good old Lakers fashion, I mean we know what they do in the third quarter. They fumble the bag. They had they got outscored thirty two to twenty, and they turn over the ball six times in that in that third quarter. It seemed like they just kind of forgot how to pl- play basketball, forgot how to guard Rudy Gobert. He got whatever he wanted in, in the paint in, in in the in the third quarter, and then in that third quarter, Jay, the Lakers played nine players. Only four players scored. The Jazz played eight players. All players, all, all, all players on the Jazz scored. So the Jazz definitely just controlled that entire entire third uh, entire uh, third quarter. But then coming into that fourth, the Jazz the Jazz were up big, man. They were up by thirteen. Lakers go on a twenty and two run to be able to ignite this ignite this comeback, man. And the and the, the reason why, in my opinion, the, 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 this run happened, man, was because the 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 Lakers really started to to tie down and really play and play that good defense they were playing early in the game. And, you know, I would be remiss if I didn't give Stanley Johnson the shout out. He had 10 points in the fourth quarter, man. It was just, you know, really, uh, uh, really doing his thing out there. And then I, I have this here in my notes, Jay, but I, I kind of talked about it earlier. I just, I wanted to highlight that the fact that Russell Westwick played 10 minutes in the third quarter and the Lakers went down big. He played three minutes in the fourth quarter and the Lakers went on a 20 and two run. So again, you know, just, you know, take it with the grain of salt. I feel like I want everyone to just, you know, think about this. Hopefully Rob Polinka listens to this podcast and uh, thinks about making some moves. And then, you know, after that 20 and two run, man, I mean, the Lakers really never let, really never let off the gas. Uh, the defense, defense really ended up uh, winning, winning the, the, the Lakers this game because the jazz, the highest scoring team in the NBA right now, the Lakers were able to hold them under a hundred points. They held Donovan Mitchell, the, their star player to 13 points, uh, Joe Ingles, to nine points, Jordan Clarkson, six. So, you know, the, 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 the Lakers definitely did it. They did a good job on the defensive end. And that was the reason that they won. But I mean, it, it come, it comes with a caveat, man. It comes with a caveat because every time we talk about the Lakers, what do I tell you at the end? Let's see at the next game. The next game came up and they lost to uh, Indiana Pacers was purposely trying to lose. So, I mean, you know, I, I guess you could be happy over that jazz win if you want, but shit, I mean, it doesn't come, it doesn't ever come, never comes with consistency. So, mm-hmm. I mean, good game for the Lakers that game, but I would love to see some consistent play throughout the season, not just yeah. one, one win, one loss, one win, one loss. No, absolutely, man. No, that was, that was a, that was a tough loss. Um, for, for the Lakers to come back and, and play after a game that they had a performance like that against the Jazz. So it's never really sticking. And that's been the theme of the season, why uh, the Lakers are 22, one game under 500 to this point, and why they got to make a move um, in the, at this point. So uh, the game I got to talk about was from last night, um, um, Wednesday, the 19th of January. And that was um, the, the Bulls with a 117-104 huge win over the Cleveland Cavaliers, a game that they knew they needed to have. And DeMar uh, DeRozan understood that the Bulls needed to win, and they, they came away, and they had a huge uh, run to win, that, that win this game. DeMar scored um, 30 points. Vucevic added 24 and 12 rebounds. And, and the struggling Bulls um, were able to, uh, to win this game um, with a 14-2 um, run to, to beat the, the charging uh, Cleveland Cavs, man. So what I saw from this game, obviously the guy I talked about earlier was that rookie is A.O. Donsomo. Um, would he step up? You need to, He obviously needs to fill the role of um, Lonzo Ball, which you, which you can't do. Ultimately, Lonzo's his own player. A.O.'s, uh, you know, a rookie who's just trying to find his way in the league right now. But he did his best impersonation of him, uh, making plays on the defensive 
uh, and playmaking, um, getting other guys involved. And that's exactly what you need um, to do. You know, at home, they haven't been doing a good job of uh, protecting home court. You know, they got pounded um, twice at home recently um, by 26 to Brooklyn and then 42 in that huge loss um, to, to Golden State um, in their worst year uh, defeat of the year. And then they lost by two late to Boston. Um, and then they lost on Monday. We saw them lose on Monday to the Grizzlies, who beat them 119 to 106 on Monday afternoon. So this this was a game that the Bulls um, needed to win, like I've been saying, and, and that that's exactly what they do, what they did. Um, Dunsuma, um, to, to talk about his stat line a little more, scored 18, hitting um, three of Chicago uh, Chicago's 10 threes. Kobe White added 16 and four steals. Um, Alex Caruso scored nine points um, in 22 and Harris first appearance back um, in a month. And then the Bulls um, turned over the Cavaliers 15 times, um, which turned into 24 points. Um, so this is this was just a great team effort. Um, we saw that them playing to a lot better defense. Um, a lot of them, you know, it was a huge performance from Vucevic as well, being able to combat um, that length and that athleticism of the um, of the Cavs, man, we've seen a lot of teams struggle with that three guard, uh, sorry, three big front that they use with that Mobley, Jared Allen and, uh, and Laurie marketing, man. And they were able to <clears throat> win despite Laurie marketing, who I'll talk about on the Cavs side, having 28 points, um, making five threes as an, another member of the clutch talk <laughs> fantasy team for John. So I know you're, you're liking that performance, man. But this was this was a huge win um, at the end of the day. Long story short for the Bulls, man, um, to 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 win this game and 16 from uh, DeMar DeRozan in the second quarter and Chicago ended the half on a 10 um, run, 10 um, 0 run um, to go up by um, to go up by nine um, at the end of the first half. And then they uh, followed that up in the second half with an, another big run. So. Just a game of runs and Bulls had the most um, and they needed it in a big way, especially now that they finally realized that Lonzo is going to be out six to eight weeks. Um, we don't know when Zach Levine's going to be coming back. So a big win for the Bulls, especially against a team like the Caliber, um, a top team in the East like the Cavs, man. So that's really my recap on that one. Jay, r- real quick, I got, I got a quick question for you, just like on your opinion on, on, on the Bulls. So we know Zach and DeMar are absolutely untouchables, but I mean, is Vucha untouchable? Because I mean, they need. They I, need I, I would say he's a big part of what they do. So he is. I think he's. I, I think he's untouchable, man. I, I think they brought him in for a reason. He's despite like it's been up and down, and he's had a slower start. But we've seen really what he can do as of late, and I think he's a big piece. So I'd say he's untouchable. Yeah. Okay, and then another question. An, another question on 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 the Cavs side. I just I just want I want to get your opinion on this, and this, and this is like really like kind of like how you look at the game, but with with Lloyd Marketing, Evan Mobley, and Jared Allen. Jared Allen probably being the best current player right now. Evan Mobley probably having the highest ceiling, and Lloyd Marketing probably not being far, uh, you know far off from 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 Jared Allen. But if you had to rank them, Jay, just if you had to rank them, you know one, two, and three, what would you rank the, the those 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 big three? Um, I would say the big three uh, for for Cleveland, right? For Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah. I would say, um, Mobley is one, um, Jared Allen two, And then yeah, Lori Margin is third. Okay. That's how I'm feeling about that. 
I like that. I like that, Jay. Yeah. All right. All right. All right, brother. Well, I'm then I think this is a good place for us to go ahead and wrap it up here, man. I mean, we talk about a whole lot of stuff, a whole lot of NBA news, a lot of some NBA, a lot of NBA games, man. And I mean, Jay, I mean, just, this is a critical point of the season, man. This is a turning point for a lot of teams. So just excited, man. And I'm, I'm sure ready to watch some hoops. Uh, you got any yeah. last words you want to say before we uh, check off here, Jay? No, we halfway through the season. You're right, man. A lot of teams got to make or break a lot of seasons, man. Um, we're, we're getting towards trades. There's going to be a lot of more trades. We saw a three-team trade go down. There's going to be some bigger names involved. It's about that first trade, that first domino to fall. And I think a lot of other teams are going to, it's going to make some trades. So I think a lot of teams are looking at Portland, Indiana, um, and then the Lakers too, Sacramento, those four teams I'd say are going to make that trip, throw that chip. And then the chips were, are going to fall. The rest of the trades are going to be made. So um yeah it's gonna be a crazy wild wild uh month we got here left in the league let's see it man so for yeah. all the fans man i you know we we hope you guys enjoy the episode and, and you guys de- definitely stay tuned man as these trade comes up me and jay will be talking about our opinion we you know we'll be uh dropping some episodes on it so just definitely stay uh to stay up to date with that and the best way to stay up to date with us man is by following us on our instagram our twitter our tiktok it's at clutch talk pod again that's at clutch talk pod and for those of you guys that are on youtube man shout out you guys it'll be right here man and in the description down below but Man, we love y'all, man, and just 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 stay tuned, man, because we got some fire fire content coming up. But if that's it, man, then we out of here, y'all. Clutch talk out. Peace.